Geek Top 5, Geek Top 5, Geek Top 5, Geek Top 5! Yay? I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And you're listening to Geek Top 5, where we bring you the five geekiest things that are in the news right now. Number five this time around? Uh, it's fight, fighting time. Yeah, yeah, and it's coming up soon. I mean, in a couple of different places. Um, fighting games, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, those are the big ones. Killer yeah. Instinct. I mean, the Street Fighter Five tournament was recently on TBS, which is, is getting, like, last year it was on ESPN2. This year it's on TBS. Next year it's going to be on, like, PBS. It's getting more and more mainstream. But some of the best ones... Are a little more themed, and of course, you know, close to our hearts are the superhero ones. Yes, um, we've got two new superhero fighting games coming up this year to have a look at. Uh, Injustice Two, the sequel to Injustice. Um, I don't remember the subtitle. One. Yeah, it starts with Injustice One, <laughs> the DC Universe fighting game by NetherRealm by the Mortal Kombat guys. Yeah, and a new Marvel versus Capcom game uh, coming out in September, which is. I guess a little bit less serious, but it's always been just a bizarre crossover knockdown. Yeah, and a much more, it's a sort of a more storied franchise. Like, I remember seeing those arcade machines when I was growing up at, uh, you oh, know, yeah. all yeah. over the place. Yeah, people take that super seriously. Um, so what do we got? We've seen, we, we, we saw the announcement for the new Marvel vs. Capcom a ways ago. This was Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, we've now gotten the quote-unquote story trailer for what story there is in a video game that merges characters from Street Fighter, Resident Evil, and Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, but we got to look at the, you know, some of the characters who are going to be involved and have an idea of what's going on. The bad guy in this in this one, it's gonna, it's Ultron for the Marvel Universe, which makes sense. You know, yeah. He, he just yeah. had a movie. He's and he's, well. he's one of the, the few big bads in the Marvel Universe that isn't part of X-Men or Fantastic Four. Right, which is important. We'll yeah. come back to that. Um, I mean, heck, the last one they did was Galactus, which I thought was way cooler, but they already did that. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other side of it, the Capcom things, the bad guy is Sigma, the villain from the Mega Man X series, um, who basically is Ultron, so in terms of story-wise. So that works out great. So they're teaming up and well, doing... Like, like, literally, they seem to be combined into yeah. one entity. We see in the story, quote again, quote-unquote, <laughs> they've got the Infinity Stones, and they're merging their realities, and so the heroes from both worlds have to stop them. Fine, great, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the stories in... Uh, maybe this is controversial for fighting people, but I've always found the stories in these games to be superfluous at best. Like, it's... There have been examples... We, we should cycle back to Injustice and talk about that, because Injustice, the story was pretty cool. They had a full... Yeah. You know, they, but but in games like Marvel vs. Capcom, it's usually, like, one line of dialogue or another, and then uh, that's it. The interesting thing about this one, the title, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and the presence of the Infinity Stones... Uh, it's definitely built to resemble... Like, it's built to, to help sell the movies and vice versa. Or at least tie in. So, yeah, they, they work together. They build on each other. Right. So, you know, th what this is coming up to is... I think we've mentioned this concern before, is that... I some of the best characters in Marvel vs. Capcom has always been the X-Men. Yeah. It's a ways back, but Wolverine, you know, with Berserker Barrage, was the coolest character. <laughs> this one, now this has been going for a while, and we're starting to see the character roster, and there's no X-Men in there. And to be fair, it's, it's still early days. There's only a handful of characters that have been announced. But I guess that being said, with these games in the early days of them... You don't really get that many. It's usually the DLC that adds more. So, I mean, I don't think we've seen the complete roster for launch yet. But right, but not a single X Men. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like this one of the star teams has always been like Sentinel, Magneto, and Storm. 
all X-Men characters. Yeah. Like, like on the professional circuit level, those are major characters. It seems very strange to me. Well, I guess it isn't very strange because they don't want to tie it into the movies and Marvel doesn't have the X-Men movies locked in, so yeah. I don't know. So that's a bit of a ways down the line, but we also wanted to point out that the marketing for Injustice 2 is picking up because that's out in, like, May? Yeah, like, May 16th, I think. Yeah, so we're right on top of that. And we've started to get a good look at who's going to be in it and what's going to be in it. And you talk about stories and games not being... the yeah, and fighting games not being a big deal, but... I really liked the adventure in Injustice. This was the game that revolved around like the what if universe with the evil Superman. Yeah, and it was it, there was a lot of dialogue. There was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of interesting twists they did with the characters. They they made the whole uh, comic book series out of it that I think is still going. I I have problems with it, but mm. it's still going. And uh, you know, so there is something to be said for it. It's you know, it's I guess it's fine. I I don't have a problem with it, but when I played it. The story is so far removed from from my interest. It's like I just want to see the different costumes, and I want to see yeah, yeah. that the the moves that they can do. I want to see what would happen if Green Lantern fought whoever Batman yeah. from the like, like Batman's alternate Damian Wayne. Right. Yeah. Well, they've. I mean, that's one of the characters they've gotten this. Yeah, uh, the roster in this looks fantastic. It's huge, uh, and I I don't even know if we've seen a complete rundown yet but uh some of the the most interesting names for me are, are uh atrocitus oh red lantern yeah, yeah he's like cool. a relatively new character in the dc universe but has become this this sort of a big deal he's he's like the angry version of green lantern yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's also uh black canary which is kind of cool it's always good to have more female characters in there even though once again the ludicrousness of having like atrocitus versus atrocitus whatever it's atrocitus it's <laughs> It's, it's a tongue twister versus Black Canary. <laughs> but whatever. It could happen. It's comic books. She could win. I she takes one of those super pills, right? That was that, that was in the plot of the first one is where they got like the pill that makes it right. so the Joker could fight yeah. Superman. And, Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Hate stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Blue Beetle is a cool addition. And it's not the, the Bwahaha version of Blue Beetle who was in the, the early 90s, but it's sort of the... Uh, the new version with the techno suit, and he he was a, a popular character on the Batman Brave and the Bold TV series. Right, right. So I think that was a good reason to add him to it. You know, bring kids into it. Gorilla Grodd, right? Yeah, I love we, me some Gorilla Grodd. That's that's one of the coolest things about. Like, I'm a sucker for crossovers, mm-hmm. and like, we, I love all these ridiculous characters, and I just I want to see them fight each other. Yeah, and I want to see the different versions of them fight each other. Like in Injustice, I got the Superman, and I, I got the like the I got the Red Sun costume for Superman, so it was the Soviet Superman. I wanted to see Soviet Superman fight like regular Wonder Woman. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even explain why that's important. Yeah. But it's so cool to just see it, right? To exactly. See the costume in action. Another thing they, they've done with this, which I think is a carryover from the previous one, is there's going to be new skins for some of the characters oh, yeah. that will basically make them a whole new character. So Hal Jordan's the main guy, but you can also get Jon Stewart, the the black Green Lantern, who's right. the architect and in the cartoons. And they completely change his voice and the look and every, and his power set. Um, one of the things that makes me sad about this roster is they don't have Captain Marvel, the... the a Shazam. Shazam Captain Marvel. He's one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. But they do have his villain... Black Adam and some of these uh, these new skins on on characters gives me hope that maybe they're all Captain Shazam skins. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I've uh, I, 
whenever I play one of these fighting games or buy one of them, I'm always like, all right, this is the last time because I'm never (laughs) good at them. I never ultimately enjoy them that much. But then a new one comes out and there's new characters and I want to see the new costumes. So I'm probably going to end up getting both of these. Yeah, and you're going to be able to have Gorilla Grodd fight Batman. So good. All right, well, let's move on to number four on Number four. Disneyland. Yeah, so Disney owns Marvel, as we all know, but they also own Star Wars, and uh, they're finally going to make that a bigger part of their theme parks. Which, why wouldn't they? I I, I almost forget that Disneyland's exist sometimes, but they do, and that's a huge revenue thing. Yeah, and I know they're hugely popular with adults, but they've never quite tapped into the... Jesse and Graham market, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that critical niche. I don't know. I went to Disneyland or World. I forget which one. One in Orlando. I went uh, once as a kid, and they did have the MGM Star Wars Tours ride. Okay. And that was, and you sat in a box, and they played a Star Wars movie on the screen. They shook your chair, and it was very exciting. They had a robot yell at you. Well, it sounds like in uh, a, a year or two, it's going to be... Way more. Way more. Uh, and to the point where it's like, it almost seems... Like less of a theme park and it's, more like. Listen, uh, it sounds like Westworld. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're making Star Wars Westworld. So, yeah, what we've heard described are things like they talk about. Like if you keep going on Rebel themed rides, it, like it, it tracks that. Actually, then, Resistance because it takes place in the current era. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, w- I was unaware of that. Okay. So let's say you go on like the Millennium Falcon and T seventy X wing ride six times in a row. I don't know. Maybe I just like it. <laughs> Want to fight about it? Um, <laughs> then, like, the, then the you know, the, like the computer at the park is aware of that and might set up like an imperial encounter because obviously you're a resistance sympathizer now. A first order encounter. You're right. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're killing me on this one. I will spend most of the day on an airplane. Leave me alone. <laughs> so it's like they're doing an interactive environment thing. Yeah, and it it, it sounds like it's going to be it's a whole new planet. But it's it's going to be canon in some sense of the word. Like, you're going to start reading about the planet in books, I guess. Yeah. And then you'll get to visit it. And you fly the Millennium Falcon. And the people you go with, you all end up on the ship at the same time. And depending how you pilot it, it's going to impact how people react to you afterwards. Uh, it just sounds really neat, but really ambitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if anyone could do it... Oh, yeah. They're Disney. They have all the money in the world, yeah. and they have all this land that they bought up under dubious circumstances. <laughs> Not um, touching that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, this sounds like exactly what everybody wants. We all want to be part of the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. And they want to build this park to, to do it for us. Not just like to go on the rides, but you know to go on that ride and have being on that ride be like you're there, and it affects things that are there. Yeah. Uh, and it could, and they're talking about it even affecting the canon. Now there are, of course, some obvious concerns. I mean, not the least of which is Westworld. Uh, <laughs> but if you leave out sentient androids for a minute, but if you leave that out, there's also the idea that like part of the way they're making this work is by tracking every single thing you're doing in the park, which is a little creepy. Well, I mean, hopefully it's not through some app on your phone, and hopefully it's, like, through a wristband. So when you're done, you take it off, and they stop tracking you. Right. That's what they do now. They have those wristbands. And, like, you don't even, like, you go to a Disney World park, you throw your wallet in the safe, and you just wear the wristband. And that's everything from buying meals to getting on the rides to ordering. But I know I'm old because all of this sounds horribly creepy. It sounds a little creepy. Yeah. I mean, it's super convenient and super easy and super safe. But, yeah, they know exactly where you are and what you're doing and what you like and what to market to you immediately 
which, you know, some internet paranoids find a little unsettling. And no, that's not an arcade game by Kevin Flynn. People are getting you know, them like being tracked. Yeah. Now, it's worth noting they're already being tracked. Yeah. So... It's they, just this will be a bit more obvious. But if they're using it, like... Like, people are tracking my, 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 my Amazon searches and targeting me with ads. I hate that. Yeah. If all they're doing is tracking that I was just on the Poe Dameron ride seven times... They can have that information. <laughs> That's okay. If they see, oh, this guy's a big Poe Dameron fan, let's send Poe Dameron to his house. Okay. I mean, I'd like to hope Oscar Isaac has better things to do. Well, but... I'm sure it'll be a guy in a suit. Or I mean, the way they're building this, probably like an animatronic Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Which, again, Westworld. <laughs> well, one of the things, getting out of the creepy realm a little bit. One of the things they've they've talked about is, you know, you could be walking around and suddenly a fight between the resistance and the for- first order will break out in front of you. And if based on your choices and whatever, you are are end up being a member of the resistance, wouldn't that be cool? Like you you end up joining the fight and there's like, I don't know, like laser yeah, tag right, or yeah, something. Yeah, I've got laser tag blasts yeah. and a bunch of actors. Yeah, and, and they, then but also Real people who are with you and real people yeah, in the are park. with the First Order. Yeah, that would be... Uh, I, it just sounds awesome. It would be such an immersive experience. It, it, it's it's a whole new way to do theme parks. And the fact that it's also Star Wars means it's all I want to do with my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're still a few years away from that and a few years away advertised. I'm sure it's going to take even longer because, again, super ambitious. I, but like you but, said, if anyone can do it, Disney, Disney's got a pretty good track record with this stuff. They got all the money, they got all the machines, they got all the licenses. We'll hope to hear more about that soon. Number three on the list, we warned you not to buy that NES Classic. We talked about it. We, <laughs> we pointed, definitely did talk about it. We pointed out that if you want to play a bunch of old Nintendo games, there are better ways to do it. That being said, the NES Classic made for a really cool sort of like collector's thing. Like, tiny little Nintendo, plugs right into your TV, bam, 30 Nintendo games. Pretty cool. Super limited run. Yeah, I don't think that was, well, I don't think it was advertised at all. I I think people just expected that to be a Nintendo product that would be around for a while, but they are stopping production. They are stopping production. Why would they do that if everybody wants it? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, well, for starters, because Nintendo is always reselling their old Nintendo games on every console that comes out. Right. But, more to the point, now we're hearing rumors, and this was, this got through a leak that came through to Eurogamer, that they're thinking of releasing a Super Nintendo classic. And just like Jesse said, you shouldn't buy it because there's Nintendo games all over the place. You can, you can buy get... all the great Super Nintendo games on every Nintendo console. And let's face it, people have been pirating them for decades now for cheaper. There's a hundred better ways to do it. But. 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 <laughs> if this rumor pans out, you can buy a little Super Nintendo. It looks just like the old Super Nintendo. Although, I guess it was Eurogamers. We saw the Super Famicom. But I'm sure it'll look like the Super Nintendo in the West. You plug into your TV... And get 30 great Super Nintendo games. And the fact of the matter is, as great as a Nintendo was, Super Nintendo has some video games that people still love and play to this day 30 years later. And I think Super Nintendo was the pinnacle of that type of game. Absolutely. Like, everything the NES did, the Super Nintendo did better. But then they went to the N64, and that was like a whole new ball game. That was a different sport. Yeah. The, The Legend of Zelda. The first one came out on Nintendo, and it's fine, but Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo is one of the best video games ever made. Lots of Zelda nerds will tell you this is their favorite Zelda game. 
You know, the Mega Man X games were on Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island, Super yeah. Nintendo. Like, the pinnacle versions like of the classic home video game. Super Nintendo is where it was at. People will still go back to play these Super Nintendo games. It's one of the reasons Nintendo can get away with continually reissuing them for download on Wii and Wii U and 3DS. Again, this isn't a smart buy. We've right. talked about this. This is like, if you want to play Super Nintendo games, this is not going to be the best way to do it. But it's going to be but, like. But why not? Like, isn't it, wouldn't this be the, the, the best way, or at least the most traditional way? It'd be the most traditional and the most legal way. Right. But again, I mean, for starters, like, a lot of these Super Nintendo games are five bucks on the eShop. Right. On a console you already own. That, you know, you don't have to go through all this rigmarole of hooking something else up. This just has the cool, like, it has the retro geek cool gift feature, which I figure is the only market that these things can tap into. Right. Of saying, like, oh, look, it's a cool, it's a little Super Nintendo, but it actually has these games on. Now, the, the only other thing that comes into this, then, is that, you know, the NES had 30 games, which is an arbitrarily stupid number. Yeah. Because they, it's not like they had memory problems. Right. Um, they, Although I did see one of the, the hilarious comparisons was that the, the NES Mini that came out was about the same size as a cartridge for the original NES. Right. But still, you can put a lot of games on there. Yeah. I don't know. But if they're going to... What I'm getting to, if they're going to pick 30, how do you narrow down 30 games for the Super Nintendo? Well, there are way more than 30 amazing games and for that console. I wonder if there's going to be like rights issues and things like that. But let's... Why don't we do mini top five between the two of us? Oh my gosh. Give me the top five Super Nintendo games for you that have to be on this. <sighs> okay. Mega Man X... Um, oh gosh, I don't know how to narrow them down to five. Mega Man X, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 3 on the cartridge, but it was really Final Fantasy 6, Gradius 3, um, oh, the fifth one's always the tricky one. Yeah, oh gosh, because it means I'm leaving so much out. I want to put a two-player game on there, so I'm going to go with Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Wow, okay. I, I am shocked by some of your omissions, but I... But I uh, know, I know, I left out Star Fox. Yeah, How I did know. I leave out Star Fox? Let me do my top five quickly. All right. I would have to have Donkey Kong Country 1. Ooh, yeah, okay. Mario RPG. Oh, Legend of the Seven Stars. I have to have that. That is one of my favorite games of all time. That's a good one. Uh, I, I'm going to put this on there for your benefit and, and our good friend Jonathan Stevens' benefit, F-Zero. Well, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh... Personally, I gotta have Turtles in Time on there. Ooh, yeah. Super Nintendo's the best version of that one. Yeah. The arcade one's missing a lot. And uh, let's go with the original Mario Brothers. I mean, that game was so good. A Super Mario World? Yeah. Or, okay. if I wanted to cheat, Mario All-Stars. Which... Ah, which has <laughs> Mario World and yeah. Mario 1 through 3. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, again, already killing me. We left out. We left out Secret of Mana. We left out Illusion of Gaia. I think we left out Link to the Past. Yeah, right? we left out Link to the Past. <laughs> there's, there's no way to come up with thirty. It's yeah. an impossible task. It's that good a system. This is all just rumor, but of course they're doing it because yeah. everybody like the, the Nintendo classics are selling for like a grand on eBay right, right. now. All that money generated by this product, and it's not going to Nintendo. Somebody messed up. Of course they're going to try to redo this and make it better. So expect to see that soon. 
And we'll be here biting our fingernails short about what games are going to be included on it. Yeah, and, you know, if you're looking to buy each of us presents for our, the various holiday seasons that are approaching, this is a fine choice. That's true. Nintendo, if you'd like us to review <laughs> the mini Super Nintendo, feel free to send it along. Uh, we promise to give it, like, we love these games already. Pretty sure it's going to get a rave review. <laughs> Just reach out to us. Facebook.com slash Geek. <laughs> All right, what's number two on our list? Well, number two is uh, part of a growing trend, it would seem, of the superhero TV show that is also a sitcom. Uh, we've currently got DC's Powerless, which is on TV right now, and it's got Alan Tudyk and and uh, Danny Putty and all these other interesting people in it, and it's sort of like the non-superpowered people in the DC universe and how they are dealing with, uh, you know, dealing with living in a world of superheroes. I think Alan Tudyk plays Bruce Wayne's cousin. Okay, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so haven't watched much of it. Didn't really appeal to me uh, a ton. This, as a Marvel one, though, has a bit more of a pull to me, especially since it's going to have a bunch of characters who we already know, starting with Squirrel Girl. Which, I mean, is the only one that I really pulled out of this. Okay. Because Squirrel Girl... I, for one, I mean, because it uh, is, is a joke, but that's sort of her character, is that she's so into superheroes. Yeah. Like, like, Squirrel Girl is us. Yes, except she also has superpowers. Except she can talk to squirrels. Yeah, she can talk to squirrels. <laughs> and she's, it became like a running gag. Her first appearance, she beats Doctor Doom, so it became this running gag in her later appearances where she would somehow miraculously defeat one of the huge threats to the Marvel Universe, like Kang or Ultron or Just through a Galactus. series of hilarious coincidences yeah. involving squirrels. Or like something off-panel, you know? Like Even better. Off-panel, something happens, you come back and MODOK is unconscious at her feet. But, so so here's one of the interesting things about her. She was co-created by Steve Ditko, who is the, a co-creator of Spider-Man. So it's like, so one of these weird things where he like, co-creates Spider-Man, disappears from Marvel for years, does his own thing, works at DC and other companies for a while, gets lured back to Marvel, co-creates Squirrel Girl, you know? One of the other luminaries of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the rest of the, the we, we don't know too much about what the series is going to be. Uh, personally, I found her as being part of the original announcement a little interesting because she's never been a part of the New Warriors in the comic books. Right. Um, so it's an interesting choice. Uh, recently, they also announced the rest of the team, and the first guy on that list is also a character who's not really associated with the, the New Warriors. Uh, that was Mr. Immortal. He and Squirrel Girl have both been parts of the Great Lakes Avengers, which is literally a joke team. You know, they they yeah, it's intended to be a gag. Yeah, you know, at the time there was the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers, and so they were like, "Well, let's take this to the extreme." Now there's a Great Lakes Avengers, and they're all joke characters. Uh, but yeah, his whole shtick is that he can't die, or at least he can't stay dead. You know, you can injure him, he can get all beat up, but if you actually kill him. He comes back to life and all of his injuries are, are miraculously healed. Um, in reading some of the stuff about the TV show, it sounds like they're not sticking to the exact typical way he's portrayed in the comics. He's going to be a lot cockier in the show and be like a playboy, I think. But It sort of sounds like they're taking the name New Warriors and taking a few superhero names and kind of doing their own thing with it. Yeah, I mean, some of the other characters, like like Night Thrasher, he's he's a character who's always been part of of the New Warriors, and he's the leader usually. He's like a, a, he's sort of like a Batman in that he's a rigid dude who just has a suit, and 
because he's a character from the 90s, he usually has a skateboard. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Speedball, another Steve Ditko creation. Uh, he just bounces off the walls. He's always sort of being the, the in the usual New Warrior straight-laced comic, he's the, the comic relief, and he's a lot of fun. But then in Civil War, he's like, it's a whole thing. He becomes penance and becomes an emo character, but I don't think they'll be yeah, delving into that. Yeah, that's probably what they're doing. No, this, this sounds like they're going for a really light-hearted silly sort of I, I, is it not quite a situational comedy but I mean I think that's what it's going to be and and uh, I keep having to remind myself that this is going to be live action because it, it seems like it's it's such a it should be a cartoon but whatever I'm, I'm interested to see how they pull it off the fact of the matter is Marvel has a little bit to reach for in terms of its television like what it has isn't bad but DC is kind of killing it yeah. on the TV side of things. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're big Marvel people, but we can admit that. Yeah, I mean, the Netflix stuff has, has for the most part, been, been where they've been winning in as far as the TV stuff goes. But it doesn't really compare Not to... Not so much Iron Fist. Uh, apparently, yeah. I still haven't gotten around to that. Uh, Luke Cage is, is taking a while for me to get through, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting lineup of characters. I'm interested to see how they pull it off doing a half-hour comedy... Because some of these powers aren't exactly like Speedball doesn't his powers aren't aren't cheap, you know. Yeah. It's... So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Shall we move on to number one? Number one. It. Uh, I mean, you know, Graham. I feel like I don't have enough places to spend my money. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, if I want to watch all the great television shows out there, like I can pay for cable uh-huh. and for Netflix uh-huh. and for Hulu uh-huh. and for Amazon. Right. And now there's the CBS one. Right. The CBS All Access. That's right. And we got to get that because it's going to have Star Trek on it. Yeah. But I just, you know, I feel like I want to give more money away. Well, it sounds like there might be a perfect place to do that in 2018. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a DC streaming service. Another streaming service. Separate from all the others, but still carrying content that I feel like I really have to watch. (laughs) Who would have seen this coming? I do have to say, it is somewhat unique that it's it's like going to be a DC well, yes, focused one, DC so, comics focused streaming service. So okay, end sarcasm tag. Right. Yeah, I'm. I really dislike the this kind this kind of divergence in my media, but this is really interesting. Where this content creator has said, "No, nah, I got this." Yeah, this is sort of the television or streaming television equivalent of Marvel saying, "You know what? We're going to make our own movies." Yeah, and they're going to have blackjack, and they're going to, you know. <laughs> They took a huge risk, and, and it paid out for them. And I guess DC is seeing that their TV stuff is working out, so they're going all in there. And I mean, the CBS All Access thing, I, even though Star Trek hasn't premiered on it, The Good Fight has gotten great reviews. The first season has has all aired, and they've already announced a, a longer second season that they're going to be working on, so must have done well for them. Yeah. And so they've only got two original properties. This is going to be starting with two original properties. We don't really know what other content is going to be on the service. But let's go into what the original properties are. Yeah. So there's Young Justice, which is a cartoon series. They're going to be they're going to be doing a third season of it. The first two seasons aired on Cartoon Network in 2011 and 2013. It sort of found a new audience on Netflix and for a year or so we've been hearing rumors that there would be a third season done for Netflix because that's where it yeah. found a whole new audience. Uh, it was an interesting series where it's like there's the Justice League and they, they're they sort of featured in the show, but you just sort of hear about them. They don't factor in a, as much. It's like 
all of their sidekicks. It's sort of like a Teen Titans, but a modern version of the Teen Titans. And they're they're trying to prove that they can be heroes. It's a B-list. Yeah. But it's like Robin and Kid Flash and Aqualad and Wonder Girl. And, uh, yeah, it became popular. It was serialized. There was a, a overarching storyline. So it'll be interesting to sort of see them finish the series because I don't think they got a chance to do it in the original run. Now, speaking of the Teen Titans, yeah. the other series that they're doing is Teen, Teen Titans. Titans. It's going to be done by Greg Berlanti, who has did the, the all the DC TV series that we know and love, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends, yeah, all of that. Uh, and also uh, Akiva Goldsman, who has uh, an interesting track record, shall we say. He won an Oscar for A Beautiful Mind. He also wrote Batman and Robin. Yeah, well. So he's, he's I don't know, he's a bit of a mixed blessing. We'll see how, it, it, how they work together. But uh, we don't know a ton. We know Dick Grayson is going to be the, the main focus of it. Dick Grayson is the original Robin. Uh that the Teen Titans comic was huge in the '80s with uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez on it. It was the only comic that sort of rivaled X Men at the time. They were always fighting to be number one on the marketplace, and uh, it'll be so. So it's got a huge fan base of older people with disposable income who, yeah, who want to tap into that nostalgia. Yeah, it was another show that uh, had a chance. Uh, in 2014, there was a pilot made for TNT, but they didn't go forward with it. And that one was going to be live action, right? Yeah, this they... is too. Oh, okay. Yeah, this Teen Titans, as far as I know, is going to be live action. Uh, and and it'll be interesting to see if it, it ties in with the rest of the Berlanti-verse. One of the things that piqued my interest about this originally was they, they were talking about how they'd be streaming comic books on there too like Marvel Unlimited where you'd, mm. you'd have like a library of comics that you could read you know you pay your $10 a month to have access to this and you get these TV series and we don't know if they're also going to be including back catalogs of movies or the other TV shows that are airing right now but also comic books and oh that really really appeals to yeah, that, me that's a really interesting service it's television shows and comic content yeah. from one thing that's a really like that's what separates this from you know, like from everything else from it being just yet another stupid thing I have to subscribe to to watch one show that I right. want to watch. This sounds like it could be a really interesting way to deliver exactly this content. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a bold move by DC. So it's cool. You click on this one app, watch an episode of the show, and maybe call up the comic book that it's based on or tied yeah. into, and just flip through the comic book. On very tablet focused. It doesn't sound like something you're going to be doing on your TV, but yeah, still, people. It would definitely be weird to read a Teen Titans comic on on TV, but hey, I'm sure someone will do it. Yeah, but the app is there. It sounds like a it sounds like something new. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying something different, and, and I'm into that. As much as I am still kind of cranky about, it seems like every time somebody makes a new TV show now, I have to pay five dollars a month to somebody else. Yeah, it's it. It, it, I was worried about this as soon as the CBS thing started, and we we I think we talked about it. But back in the day, you pay. 
$30 a month or whatever and you get access to 20 cable channels and you just watch whatever's on. You get ABC, NBC, yeah. CTV, CTV. If you're really into TV, you buy a VCR and tape something yeah. like, if you miss it. But nowadays... <laughs> it, it seems like cable is going to be a forgotten animal and we're going to have streaming services for every single TV channel and you're going to pay $10 a month for each one that you want. And, yeah, I'm and, worried it's going to turn into like cable channel bundling. Like yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna want the CBS and the DC and the Amazon one. It's like, oh, but if you get those, you have to also pay for the, you know, the Hulu. Which yeah. I don't even want, but okay, fine. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nervous, grumpy old man. <laughs> anyway, in this case, it sounds like something really cool. It's coming out next year. I'm sure it'll be available for freaking everything. Mm-hmm. Your Android, your iOS, your probably Windows if Windows mobile devices still exist by next year. <laughs> uh, but cool new way to get DC content. In any case, that's been the five cool things that are in the news we wanted to talk to you about now. Uh, Please stay tuned. We'll be right back with our next segment. Welcome to the second half of Geek Top 5. This week, we're going for one of our special deep dives. It's based on a, a question that came up during one of our recent news segments. Uh, do you want to take it, Jess? Yeah, as usual, uh, the Geek Deep Dive is a way to examine things that Graham does that I think are insane. <laughs> Fair um, enough. <laughs> this one, there are all kinds of things wrong with what you said, from my perspective, obviously. Uh-huh. You mentioned, we were talking about something else, I wish I remember what came up, but you commented offhand that someone had, hadn't seen the entire movie and as such had no right to judge whether or not it was good. Is that how it was put? That's the gist of it. And I still kind of stand by that statement. My, go ahead. Whereas I feel like if I think a movie's dumb, I'm going to walk out of it and judge it as a dumb movie. And I don't understand how that's a bad thing. And I think that's that's fair up to a, a point. You're, you're, everyone's allowed to leave things partway through. Everyone's allowed to... to give up on something. Right, but, but you're, you're sort of like gatekeeping that person's... Kind of. I'm just saying you're you're not judging the complete product. I'm judging enough of it. Well, it depends when you leave. I'll, I'll, here, I mean, I'll put it this way. My the, the thing that immediately came to mind for me, the only time I've ever like walked out of a theater movie was Ocean's 12. Okay. When they... It's, and it's spoilers. It's a terrible movie. It's already spoiled. The whole movie I was feeling... Eh, but then the writers, like, they need some cool new plan to pull off their crazy heist. Yeah. And their cool plan is that Julia Roberts' character, did you know she looks just like Julia Roberts? Okay. I, and it was like, you know what? F you, writers. <laughs> really? I don't. <laughs> so I walked out. Is it possible the rest of that movie was a masterpiece? I don't care. I think that's pretty close to end. Okay, so here's, I have a few questions about that. That's an, I've never walked out of a theater movie. I've, I've stopped a couple movies when I've been watching them on DVD or whatever at home, <laughs> but I've never actively gotten out of a seat at a theater and left and given up on, on my uh, money. Whereas so, I wish I'd done more. So tell me, what were the circumstances there? Were you, you weren't at the movie by yourself. Had you convinced the people you were with to leave with you? I don't even recall. Wow. Um, I think wow. I was with my mother, um, so maybe with my family at that point. I don't know the details, but it was just like, this is dumb. I'm leaving. <laughs> I have better things to do with my time. And to your point, I you know, I have been peer pressured like to not leave. Yeah. I, I would have walked out of Star Trek Nemesis. 
I would have walked out of the transporter. Those are both movies that I saw with you guys. Yeah, well, Star Trek Nemesis, I think, you know, we saw it in the burbs. If we'd walked out, it would have been a long walk to get home. <laughs> we walked there. <laughs> I just said, like, about when the time when Data's opening the window to get into the yeah, ship. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're done. But that... <laughs> Fact, I mean, you've watched you've watched that movie since that theater experience, haven't you? No. You're saying you've never watched Star Trek Nemesis I've again. seen Star Trek Nemesis exactly once. Wow. I find that very hard to believe. Have you seen Star Trek V more than once? Maybe. Because I watched it once when I was real young, and mm. then I watched it again during, like, a Let's Watch Star Trek movies. This was right after First Contact came right. out. I did, like, a double back. So... So probably twice. Okay. Hmm. Well, I... I can say I've watched Star Trek V multiple times, and I'll watch it again. I will probably watch Star Trek Nemesis again. There's, I don't know, especially with Star Trek, like, this is a soft spot for me. I well, sure, and yeah, and there's a, and obviously with us, there is special room for Star Trek, but I'm saying in general, if it's junk, I don't want to be wasting my time on that junk. So I'm out, and I wish I was out more often. But you seem to be attaching this, like, well, then you don't get to... Like, past judgment thing. Because well, I just think your, your opinion of the movie isn't isn't a complete one, you know? It's like, your, your, your vote matters, you know? You can say afterwards you didn't like it, but there's no, like, critical back and forth on it because you, you didn't finish it. You don't, we can't have a discussion about it. We can't have discussion about all the parts that matter. That it was well, <laughs> depends when you leave. <laughs> but like, what movie can you name that kicked you in the you know kicked you in the balls for an hour and a half? But then the last fifteen minutes were just were just golden, I, and you were real glad that you stuck a, a around for that. Good ending means a lot. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. No, I, because a bad movie is a bad movie. <laughs> I can think of okay. So so here's another question for you: Does this does your your stance change based on on medium? You know, if you're watching a movie, is it different from reading a novel or a comic book or a TV show? I've put down books I didn't like. Uh, TV's bad for me because you know me; I barely watch any TV. Right. But I've stopped playing video games I didn't want to finish. Mm-hmm. I've and I mean, and like that one. If if anything makes me feel kind of bad, it's that one. Not guilt, but like being mad at myself because those video games are expensive. Yeah. But um, my wife and I were playing I Am Setsuna. The, uh, please explain. The, uh, it's a, it's a, like a traditional Japanese role-playing game. It came up very recently. It got some press because it was very much like Chrono Trigger. Oh, okay. We might have talked about it in one of our stories. Um, but the writing in this game, like the writing was abysmal. And, and then the experiences in it were just so samey. And we got to the point where we were just so bored. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was toward the end of the second act, maybe. And I just said, the heck with it. See, with video games, I am, have a really bad track record. I can probably name the number of games I've played to completion. Like, they, they probably are on one hand, you know? count If I were to count them, it would be like... Okay, so why is a movie very different? Few. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't feel like I can talk about most video games from a, a sort of critical perspective. I either had fun or I didn't. I, I, I can't really get into the nitty-gritty of them. People complain about graphics. People talk about... The, the story, I don't feel like I am in a position to really talk critically about video games. My stance is either I liked him or I didn't like him, and, and it's as simple as that. With movies, though, I feel like I can go into more depth about why I liked it, why I didn't like it. It's the same with, with, to my mind, music and video games share a similar realm where I can tell you what I like and I can tell you what I don't like, but I couldn't tell you why. Okay, so then if I say... Using the fact that your character resembles the actress who plays her is incredibly lazy writing. 
because it doesn't involve any thought whatsoever and is a preposterous out, you know, like deus ex for these characters. <laughs> is that not a critical evaluation? I would say so, but it's a critical evaluation of one plot point and not on how it impacted the movie as a whole. How it impacted the movie as a whole was that I was so offended as a viewer, that I didn't want to spend any more time acknowledging its existence. I would rather spend that time commuting back home. I have to say, I can't believe we're spending this much time talking about Ocean Swab this on is a probably the most podcast ever been mentioned. <laughs> but I will say that I watched that movie all the way through. I, I think I've only seen it the once. I, I have nothing against seeing it again, though, because I appreciated the ballsiness of that thing. It's you not know, ballsy. It's it's a, a a story point that I had never seen before. It was it was maybe <laughs> imagine if if in the World War Z movie, all the scientists said, "Hey, wait a minute, you're Brad Pitt," and Brad Pitt said, "Yeah, actually." <laughs> That's the, yo, the zombies aren't going to want to bite me because I'm Brad Pitt. I mean, it's not exactly like that, but I also feel like tone matters. Like, those, the Oceans movies are silly romps. They're silly rompers. Anyway, we're getting a little <laughs> sidetracked. This, 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 this isn't supposed to be just about how terrible Oceans 12 is. In general, what I'm saying is, I don't... Maybe it's the difference between appreciating it as entertainment versus an art form. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, I'm sorry, that accent is maybe a little pejorative. Okay. But I don't feel the need to appreciate this movie as an art form if I think it's stupid and dumb and bad. I mean... Uh, like, I don't care enough. how effectively it was shot if I'm not having a good time. I, and, I, and I appreciate that. I, my, my only point in this whole argument here was that that you can't that the, it's not a full co opinion you know you haven't, you haven't why, why not this, because you haven't seen the whole thing you don't have a, a final appreciation of it i've Just, seen enough uh, but what is the definition of enough five minutes ten minutes en half an hour an enough hour? is if i'm satisfied i mean in my case it's if i'm enjoying myself yeah. and if i'm satisfied with my experience okay you know if i pay for a ticket for a roller coaster and <laughs> you jump off halfway through if it's an unsatisfying <laughs> roller coaster well okay <laughs> <laughs> but i'm saying if the and the roller coaster like let's say the first half of the roller coaster is straight it's like uh -huh. a monorail uh-huh and then at the end there's a couple of loop-de-loops well so, great the whole first half of the roller coaster sucked it's a lousy roller coaster. Okay, but you the, the analogy doesn't work because unless we're talking about you watching a movie strapped in like Clockwork Orange style with your eyes peeled back till you see the movie through to the end. Well, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're strapped in. I am. You are stuck there in that roller coaster, strapped into your seat, going, well, I don't know. Maybe it'll pick up soon. I'm not necessarily saying that. I, especially with movies, I've tend to find things to enjoy, even out of bad ones. Like, a performance that I like, something about the the, uh, the story, something, you know? Like, the, the Fast and the Furious movies, I've seen... Be careful, a lot of people like those I know. movies. And I like them a lot. I've seen the last few in theaters, I've seen... Oddly enough, the only ones I haven't seen are the first two, which are like the serious ones. Right. <laughs> like, from three on, they're ridiculous, and they're they're not objectively good movies but they're fun and I I don't watch them for the plot I watch them for the silliness of them right, and the silliness is fine something mm -hmm. can be silly that doesn't necessarily equate with bad I just mean bad I mean like right. holiday special you know <laughs> hey I sat all the way through that yeah so did I but I well then like, and again it's because that Star Trek Star Wars thing right. has that thing with us but I would never sit through it again and I 
you know, I, I didn't gain any by watching it all the way through. So in that case in particular, you did get, gain something because you gained a, a sort of a, a geek cachet by having seen it. There are only a limited group of people. Okay, okay. so you're saying that it's important to see it all the way through because other people might judge you if you haven't seen the whole movie? Is that what you're looking at? Not exactly. So what I'm saying here, especially with, with the holiday special, is that you are now in a... in in. I don't want to say, like, an upper echelon of geekdom. <laughs> You're looking for, like, some sort of, like, special club? Yeah. Is yeah. what you're trying to define here? <laughs> a special class of geek where there are certain people who you can talk about, you know, uh, Chewbacca's dad watching the weird dancing hologram video, and people will know what you're talking about. You can talk about Art Carney showing up as a weird uh, delivery or salesman. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that conversation. You don't need it, but it's there. And it's like you it's like a secret code. You can talk with certain other Star Wars nerds and you'll know what you're talking about. You can talk about like B. Arthur at the Moss Lesley Cantina and other people aren't gonna know what you're talking about. But so if the situation was reversed, if I had watched mm. ten minutes of it and turned it off, are Star Wars nerds going to shun me? Because well, I haven't you... seen the whole holiday special. Alright, so it's let's ridiculous. let's see. Are you no one's gonna shun you, but let's say we're You've watched only the first ten minutes, and then we go to a convention, and there's someone dressed up like Harvey Corman as the uh, the the cook with the three arms at the convention. Then I won't know what that is. And then you know, me and that guy can have a conversation, and you're going to be left out. You want to be left out, Jesse? In left this out case, of the holidays. that doesn't. In this case, that doesn't. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's that's a hard one to 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 talk about because you do know what I'm talking about in that case. But if in that situation, you might feel a little left out. I, honestly, that really doesn't bother me, and I, I and I'm not sitting there in the theater. I mean, I wasn't around. It was, you know, it was a TV release in nineteen, whatever yeah, seventy. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm not sitting there thinking like, well, I could leave, but if I did, thirty years from now at a convention, <laughs> I might not be able to give the finger pistols to some guy. And I would feel bad. Like, I don't. That's not on my list of you know things I need to be worried about oh, right. when I'm watching a movie, right? I, or enough. a video game, or a book, or what have you. I'm just saying that's not necessarily something I have top of mind when I'm watching. Something. No, but you're saying that but, my opinion on it would count for less. It would. No, it would. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Like without a doubt, it would because it's not an informed opinion. It's, it's an opinion based enough. on on ten minutes of Wookie conversation, which is enough to der- drive anyone to to turn off the TV. But then you miss Leia singing at the end, uh, an excellent TV Harrison Ford performance. How often do you see Harrison Ford on TV? Yeah, but if I said the holiday special is crap because it was ten minutes of Wookie of Shiri Wook, Shiri Wook, I think. Okay. I, my opinion still is exactly the same as yours. No, it's it just isn't. that you endured it for longer. No, yeah. Because you're some sort of masochist. <laughs> Our opinion is the same in that we would both say it is bad, but your opinion is it's bad because it's all Wookiee talk, and I could be like, well, no, it's not all Wookiee talk. There's a lot of reasons why it's bad. Well, but the Wookiee talk, one thing. <laughs> the Wookiee talk is enough to turn me off. There's other things I can be doing with my life. My life. Like, I am not some sort of jet-setting like alpine skier, but even the little like, unimportant crap that I do with my time is more important than watching a bad movie I don't want to see that I'm not interested in or holiday special or what have you. Okay, so let's let's change gears for a second here. All right. I want to talk about the Game of Thrones novels. Okay. Uh, because we got into them sort of late, but we both enjoyed them. We both read the the 
first five anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I understand by like towards the end of the fifth one, you were starting to lose patience with it, right? Oh, I was starting to lose patience, but towards the end of the fourth, the fifth one, I was skipping chapters. Okay, so so are you done with it? Yeah, I think so. Wow, because I can't do that. I I've got to go to completion. If I ever get back into Game of Thrones, I'm just gonna watch the show. But we like but. But 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 uh, <laughs> we already know the show is different. The show is, has taken liberties, it's taken leaps, and now it's going. It, like, but I don't care about the books. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> You're allowed to not care about the books. But should a, I... a conversation ever come up about Game of Thrones and like the differences between the the show and the books? Then the only thing I have to say in that conversation is that well, I didn't like Feast for Crows, and I really didn't like Dan- Dance of Dragons or Dance for Dragons. I, whatever, like I didn't like the fifth one enough to even bother to remember the title, and then I stopped, because I thought they were dumb and bad. Wow. I, I just, I, I have to see where it goes. Like, I, I, there were definitely stretches where it was boring, but I can't bring myself to skip chapters. Like, I, I gotta see it through. But see, and this is, like, I don't know, maybe this is becoming an intervention. <laughs> Graham, you do have this power. If okay. you look inside yourself, you don't have to endure that anymore. You don't have to endure the redundant characters and the stupid, the colored beard people. All that. You don't have to read any of that. No one's making you. Okay. Now, here, uh, let me give you some examples where I did give up on things. Uh, Torchwood. That is the Doctor Who spinoff series. Oh, yeah, with uh, with uh, James Mar- Masden, Marsters, Spike. Uh, I think he showed up after I had given up on uh, it. All right. And so maybe it does get better. Like, maybe this is a place where where I should see it through. But you didn't like it. Uh, so and I, I, uh, the thing is, I tried. We watched the whole first season. I tried, and it was just abysmal. So you, so you stopped. I stopped. But I don't feel like... like I, I don't think I can write off the whole series, though. I can say... I really didn't like the first season. I gave it, you know, the, the old college try. I stuck with it for 12 episodes or however many there are in that first season. And I didn't continue with it. And I hear it gets better. I just, it, I feel burned by it and I can't continue. But What's wrong with that? My, there's nothing wrong with it. I just can't speak to the series as a whole. I can't say Torchwood is bad. Okay, no one is like dragging you into court and asking you to testify on behalf of the entire series. Yeah, I understand that. You could say I, you could say like, I started watching it. I didn't like it. I just it's an incomplete opinion. Why? Because like, are you like, if you watch the whole if every other season of Torchwood is phenomenal, are you going to be like, well, actually, you know what? It's a nine out of ten. Oh, except for that first season. Maybe. Like oh, the prime example of that it, that we can both agree with is Star Trek: The Next Generation. You won't even watch first and second season episodes no, because they're dumb and bad. Because I don't they're like dumb them. and bad. But. If if you hadn't continued with it, or if you hadn't been shown other stuff for it, you you would have your entire opinion of the show would have been based on on two mediocre seasons, two mediocre at best seasons of the TV series, and it had five excellent seasons that came after that. Okay, but then by that argument, can't I just watch seasons three to seven? Ah, uh, you can, but again. It's incomplete. <laughs> what? It's an incomplete opinion. But it doesn't matter to me. Hey, sure, it's fine. And I don't it doesn't matter think to me. it matters to anybody except for you. I'm asking, who is it that you feel like you're disappointing? Myself. I just if I if I don't know the whole story, it's hard for me to to be able to to judge it. Maybe it's like 
a historical thing. Like when I get in really interested in something, I go really deep on it. I like I was obsessed with the Marx Brothers for a while. I've always been interested oh, yeah. in X Men and and uh, and all that stuff. And if I'm really into it, I will read everything I can about it. And it's like one thing to read Wikipedia entries on something, and it's a completely different thing to actually watch the show or read the books. So. It's like, let's say I had gone into Next Generation Season 3 and watched it all the way to 7 and loved it. And then decided, then, you know, that was it. I'd seen everything that was good. I feel like I would have to go back and watch the first couple seasons. Why? So that I know what, that's like, those are the foundation steps. Those are the the building blocks of the rest of the series. So? So? It's like, like, uh, I mean, you're, you're living here. But you weren't living here when they had just laid the foundation. No. Because all there was was mud and concrete. But I think a better example would be like if I if I had a house and just never went to the basement. And be like, oh, the basement, it's no good. We don't go down there. And they'd be like, well, how do you know it's not good? And I was like, I, I just heard things. Heard it's not good. So we just aren't looking at the well, basement. Well, okay. No, I, w- I, I went <laughs> into the basement. I went to see Ocean's 12. And I said, this basement is crap. It's not finished. The furnace is leaking. It's dark. It's damp. Uh-huh. I I don't want to be in this basement. But it, it's you're, but you're like you've gone down. You've seen the bin. Been like, yeah, this basement's dumb. I'm gonna go to the rest of my furnished house. Yeah, you don't need to go spend like okay. I've been on the second floor and the first floor for you know two thirds of the day. I have to go spend <laughs> the remainder of the day in the basement just to balance it out. So I'm getting the whole house experience. <laughs> Set up a little porch chair down there. Maybe a little gas light to read by. I'm not saying you have to to like with Star Trek. I, I'm not saying you have to go back and rewatch those episodes all the time, but I think it's important to see those first couple of seasons at least once. I don't know. I I mean, you know, with with Star Trek, probably, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I've seen every season two episode, maybe not even season one. It's possible there's some that I miss because I don't like those episodes. Wow, there's there's a significant difference in how those episodes are made. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Nothing, I feel like nothing is being added to my life by adding the things that I'm not interested in or not going to enjoy or don't benefit me at all in any way. But I feel like, you know, we watch TV shows and movies and whatnot for personal enjoyment, obviously. But another part of it is, and it's an ancillary part, I'm aware of that, but it's the conversations they spark afterwards. Like, we, it, it feeds... The, the cultural conversation. You know, we talk about what movies are in theaters. We sure. talk about books we've read and liked. And I think that there is as much to be gained from watching bad things or reading things to their completion just so you have... You, you can talk about every part of it. Like, I don't know, go into the details, the nitty-gritty of why you didn't like it. I mean, so, point one, you're way too into this. Like, <laughs> whoa. But more to the thing is that... I think it's just as valid to say, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't want that part. And then someone can say, oh, well, you missed the part where, uh, you know, he, he, it turns out he had the gun the whole season and he killed all the neo-Nazis. And I can be like, <laughs> what okay, show are you watching? That's Breaking Bad, I think. <laughs> okay. You know, and then he tries to get Jesse to kill him and he doesn't. It's very dramatic. Ah, right. um, well, show you've never seen a single <laughs> frame of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe you're disproving my point just by giving analogies to things you've never seen. <laughs> That's a special case. I had to go do that research to bother a friend of ours. <laughs> but yeah, I could say, yeah, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. I'm sure, and I'm sure Breaking Bad is really good. I hear really good things about it. It seems a little cultish, to be honest. 
I, I just didn't even... So that, that's not even the same argument. I just didn't even catch it. But so I miss out on the Breaking Bad conversations. Okay, but here here is a prime example from within this whole thing. I watched Breaking Bad all the way through. I've seen every episode of it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And a lot of people are rapturous about it. Mm. If I just, like, given up on it, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I would have... There would have been... Some missed conversations. And That's not the end of the world. I know it's not the end of the world, but it's an important are, part of the world. There are other conversations. There are other people. There are other topics. It's weird. I know. The group of people we grew up with were very filmy. Uh-huh. And that comes up a lot. And yeah, every once in a while, I just can't... I had a conversation with one of our friends. Like He's never read or seen Dune but he wanted to talk to me all about the documentary, about what Jodorowsky... Right, no, yeah. Jodorowsky. <laughs> doom. There you go. Yeah, I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, you know who you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. And you know, so, but, so we talked about other things. That's okay. That's, I really think he should read Dune. Uh-huh. He really thinks I should see this crazy documentary, I guess. But there's still, uh, like, our friendship wasn't irreparably damaged. <laughs> Neither of us, like, felt bad. There was no like there was no law involved. There was no jurisdiction. It just you something... said it, you said it wasn't irreparably damaged. I have seen that documentary, so I could have talked about it with him. So it wouldn't have been damaged at all. <laughs> 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 but I'm just saying that it, just because it's something people talk about, it's not the like, it's not the only thing. Hey, did you see the latest episode of like I don't even know what? No, I don't watch that show. Oh, well, you really should. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, maybe I'll take a look. Let me move on. I know, but I mean, at for this the record, point, I never take a look. No, but I know, and but that's it's... why I never even talk about TV shows with you anymore. Well, there you go. <laughs> we don't have to have that conversation. We're still here. Yeah, it would be better if we could talk about the Flash or something. Why? What would because be it would be great. I'd love to talk about the Flash with you. Why? Because it would be fun. It's a fun show. We're having fun You'd now. You'd like it. We're having fun now. Imagine how much more fun we'd be having if we were talking about The Flash. I Honestly, it's... it's well, anyway, that's nothing here to there either. <laughs> but there's plenty of other stuff to do. And if the only reason that you're watching all this junk you don't like is because you think someone will want to talk to you about it later and you feel guilty... That is messed up. Like, there's probably a very professional way to address that issue, but that is a messed up way to be living your life. Okay, so so here's uh, another example. You know, we were talking about, uh, in a previous episode, the, uh, the Joss Whedon stuff, and there are stretches in Buffy and Angel where it was not great. Like, Angel in particular had some, some rough episodes, okay. even some rough seasons. But by the time I was watching it, it was... It was complete. Both series were long over, and I was watching on DVD. And maybe, maybe it was because I had already bought the whole thing on DVD, and I didn't want the money to go to waste. But we went through every single episode and watched them to completion because I thought it was important for for just to know what that show is, both shows, for the zeitgeist, you know, to be informed. When people are like, that's a, like a Buffy thing, I don't, it was I, important to me to know that. I don't understand how that's a different argument. Once again, the only reason you're doing it is to like appeal to this imaginary cabal that's holding, that's like taking you to task for your Buffy knowledge. It's not to appeal to that, it's so that I can be informed, so I can read stuff and, and not 
scratch my head about it so I can read, you know, Buffy and Angel and shows like that are always going to be in in magazines and web articles about important sci-fi and fantasy TV shows. And I wanted to be able to read those articles and have a, a basis to judge it by. I got a basis. I haven't seen all of Buffy. I've barely seen any of Angel, but I get yeah. the gist of it. There's a whole sub-arc with the law office thing. One of the lawyers is sort of a bad guy, but sort of a good guy. And then one episode, he loses an arm. I, I get the bits and pieces. That's fine. I understand what the show's about. I understand its place in the zeitgeist. I still can't pronounce Boreanaz, but I know who he is. <laughs> I'm covered. I, and I've seen, I, like, I've seen maybe seven, eight episodes of Angel. But, I mean, the thing is, you feel like you're covered... But I don't know if you are covered. I'm covered. There will never be a situation where the fate of the world is hanging <laughs> in the balance. And the only way to save everyone's life is to remember exactly what Fred said in Season 3, Episode 6 at 22 seconds. None of that stuff matters. I mean, but the, none of it matters. Good or bad, none of it really matters. But I, I feel like in a world where we are drowning in stuff that doesn't matter, this whole show Arguably, is right, well, stuff. Gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, you like, if you enjoy it, even if you're not enjoying it, but you're like, but you're okay, fine. But if it's something that you don't want to do, you have to feel okay not doing it. That's yeah, the, but that's here's the thing. I, I, if I ever get to a point where I'm like, I can't do this. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to continue with it. I do stop. The thing is. I rarely get to that point. I think that's the big difference between us. We have different <laughs> thresholds. <laughs> the difference is just that my bar is so much higher than yeah, yours. Kind You're of. willing just to, whatever, Lost, bring it on. <laughs> I, I've watched all of Lost. Yeah, whereas I watched three, maybe three episodes of I Lost. More than I would have thought. It, well, because one was in school over a bloody writing <laughs> class. And one was at this party. I... <laughs> it doesn't count. It was a freaking college-age party with RTA students. Right. Like, the big thing to do is watch Lost. Yeah. That's how we got down. <laughs> God forbid anyone had a keg. Or... But I do think I do think it, it is a matter of, of thresholds. I'm not going to say your bar is higher, you have better standards than me. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and, and maybe you're right. But I do think it's like we have different thresholds. Maybe like it's a pain tolerance thing. You know, I'm willing to sit through worse stuff that, than you are. Yeah, but you don't have to. I don't. I agree. Like pain but I never feel like I have to. Pain tolerance is one of those things. Like, yeah, sure, that hurts a little, but I'm okay. But if I have the option between hurting a little and not hurting at all, I'm gonna go with the not at all one. There's really good stuff I could be watching instead of watching Nemesis. I could watch First Contact. You know, like I know, but I, I see. Here's here's another thing I have. It's like part of the reason I miss a lot of terrestrial TV is for reruns. Like, reruns as of shows... As opposed to extraterrestrial? No, like, as a, like, I mean, like, cable TV. I mean, as opposed to, like, okay. Netflix. Sure, all right. All right. So, I, I miss reruns because if I turn on... If I wanted to watch an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, I would turn on it on and just watch whatever episode happened to be airing. Same thing with a show like The Simpsons. I'd just watch whatever one came on. I would watch the whole thing, whether I'd seen it a million times before or, or I'd never seen it before. It would always be a surprise, and I would always just enjoy it. Now, with Netflix and shows like that and DVDs and all that, you have to basically you have to know what one you want to watch. There, there are... Uh, yes, I know there are services where you yeah, can random. get randomized and things. But, but 
that to my mind, it's like with with Star Trek: The Next Generation, there are ballpark 150 episodes. Yeah. If I was left to my own devices, there's like 10 that spring immediately to mind that I would watch over and over again. And then I'd miss out on all these other episodes that are, are just, like, instead of being 10 out of 10, there are episodes that are like 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. And I, I would see those much less, if at all. You know what I mean? Yes, but I see that as a good thing. But I, I... Like, if I turned on Next Generation and it was the episode where Troy, like, falls in love with the, the telepath ambassador, but he, like, drains the life force out of women and makes them old, I'd go, eh, what else is on? And switch away. Because it was a dumb episode. And I don't want to watch it. And in the era of Netflix and DVDs or whatever, I can go watch a good episode of Next Generation. That one's like season five, I think. It's right near the one, it's right near Schisms, where yeah. like in their sleep they're being taken to the clicky dark place. Yeah. That's a great episode. No, it creeped me out when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, but that's the whole point. Still they're in the holodeck. and everything. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like, so I can stop watching Stupid and start watching, well, Smart, but, you know, start watching something I enjoy. I like that. You seem to see that as a negative. Well, I just think it's like... I, you're like, I wish I could be subjected to this horror. It's just like, how many times can you see Best of Both Worlds? You know what I mean? Uh, a lot. I, and <laughs> I have seen time. it a lot, to the point where there are times where I can like quote lines along... We were quoting lines to the, like, to the sound of the music, like the yeah. soundtrack, while we were playing <laughs> Fleet Captain. And We've watched Best of Both Worlds a lot. Yes, and while I love that episode, and while I, it's really good, it's, it's not the be-all, end-all of Star Trek The Next Generation, and if I want to enjoy that show... Thoroughly, I gotta take some of the less good episodes too. I, I want to be okay, immersed but, in it. I want to enjoy less, it all. But there's less good, and then there's like, is it season one where they go to the planet of the black people? Yes, I mean, right. It's, it's a terrible episode. It's offensive. Yes, like, the fact that it, it like it should have been destroyed. <laughs> But why would you want to watch it if, if you turned on the TV and it was on? Would you go? Hmm. Because it's an important stepping stone in the development of the show. But what are you, the writer? No, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like something that I would... I, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad. But you don't. All the episodes are available at your choice. You can choose just the good. Like, I, if you're producing the show, yeah, yeah, they can't all be winners because you have, like, you're cranking out one every week. It's a complicated process. But as a member of the audience, 20 years later, you can only watch the good ones. You can watch good Star Trek The Next Generation all the way through and not have to watch a single bad episode. And that's wonderful. <laughs> yes. I don't know. We're not getting anywhere with no, this. No, we've demonstrably, we've hit a wall. Well, that's two in a row geek deep dives we haven't been able to resolve. I feel like it's not even, uh, we're not even considering each other's opinions at this point. So, since we can't settle it ourselves, we need you to back us up. And by yeah. us, I mean me, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, you gotta, if you're going to commit to something, you got to see it all the way through. Uh-huh. See it all the way through. Listen, please tell us who's right here, because we got to get this settled, because we're going to be at each other's throats. Uh, Geek Top 5, there's a tons of ways you could get a hold of us. Our favorite way is email, so that's uh, geektop5 at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, and there's little message boards for each episode. That's uh, geektop5.com. You can go to facebook.com slash geektop5, and we're on Twitter at geektop5. Please reach out. We're still occasionally hearing stuff from our previous big to-do about patching movies. 
about resolving things after they're already out. Now there's another one on the list. We'd love to hear your opinions. You got something that changes our mind or something we haven't considered? We'd love to have it on the show. But that'll have to be for another time. In the meantime, this has been Geek Top 5. Special thanks to our crew, to Ben Sound, bensound.com, and to Stella City Unova. And again, special thanks to you, the listeners. We're doing this all for you, and feel free to join in and be part of the show. You can be more than a listener, you can be a contributor. It would be great. Until we hear from you then, this has been Geek Top 5, and we'll talk to you again in just a couple of weeks. <laughs>